One important part of parenting needs to be your ongoing education that maximizes the opportunities and privileges of being an adult. Make adulthood look awesome and watch your children aspire to great things. My name is Eric Orton. I'm Emily Orton. This is the What Could Go Right podcast, and here we talk about personal growth, family connection, and raising adult kids. And that's a clip from a quote that we're going to read the full quote from one of our role models, Julie Bogart. But today we're going to dive in and talk a little bit more about double return parenting. If you've listened to some of our previous episodes, we've referenced this. But today I want to just walk you through what it is. It's a model that has helped us in how we've lived our lives as, as a man and a woman, as a couple, and as parents to our kids. And double return parenting means this. The first return is the benefit that you get as a man or a woman, as a husband or a wife, as a parent, that you get personally from living this way. And the second return or the double return is how it benefits your kids as a byproduct. You don't have to do anything extra. They just get the benefit as, a, as an add-on, as a bonus feature. It kind of reminds me of when you're on an airplane and they say, put the oxygen on yourself first before you're going to help anybody else. It's like you being able to breathe and think and be conscious is going to be a benefit to everybody else around you in that circumstance. Yeah, taking care of yourself enables you to better serve the people around you. And so double return parenting, we talk about, just so you know what the double is, the benefit that you get first as the parent, as, as, a, as a person, and then the benefit that your child gets or your children get. So, okay, the, and if you're watching this on YouTube, I'm going to put up a graphic that shows the, the components of the double return parent model. And if you're listening to the podcast, I'm just going to describe them. So imagine a yin-yang symbol and... In one half, it says, grow yourself. We're going to talk about that specifically today, but that's one half of it. And that's kind of surprising. People don't always think of that when they think of parenting. So, so yeah. So the first part is growing yourself, and the other part of the yin-yang is growing your marriage. Now, if you're married, straight ahead, very simple. If you're not married or divorced or widowed or whatever situation you may be in, just know that that's going to be the person that you're going through life with if you have a partner or that can also mean the village that you're a part of. You know, that can be your extended family, you know, your own parents if you're teaming up with them or siblings. I just want you to know that when we say grow your marriage, you might need to adapt that, but that's what we're talking about. The team with which you are moving through life and especially the team that you're working with to raise your kids. Mm -hmm. So, okay, imagine over the top of that now a circle that's divided and the top part says encourage the bottom part says trust and right in the middle says love that's the whole thing grow yourself grow your marriage encourage trust love again if you're on youtube you can see it visually if you're listening on the podcast just you get it you get it and so we're going to today talk about just this one part of grow yourself and we're going to talk about why it's important so uh we have some dear friends, longtime friends, that took a job in a very faraway place. And they, after many, many years, came back to the United States to visit family. And haven't seen uh, these parents in years. And they go to stay with their parents and, you know, who live in a small, quiet, friendly town. 
And they get there and their parents live a very quiet life. They like to journal. They like to watch the news. And they don't like to do much else. And as they were there visiting their family, their parents, they just thought, wow, this is boring. <laughs> and we don't want to be here. And so they spent some time there, but as quickly as they could, they said, we're out of here. Because they were spending a couple of months here in the United States, or at least many weeks. And they just decided to kind of cut this trip short, this stay with, with family. And uh, it was sad for me to think that they'd come all this way after all this time to spend time together and how disappointing that was. Missed opportunity. Missed opportunity. So this is one example of what not to do on the side of the parents specifically because this is an example of by not growing yourself and being engaged in life and actively developing, their adult kids and grandkids did not want to be around them. Yeah, they had nothing to really connect with or look forward to together. Uh, I have a story. It's a little bit of a variation on that, but it is there. Um, one of my friends has a parent who was very actively involved in their own life um, until their partner passed away and then suddenly came looking to the family to fill every, uh, every need, every social need, every emotional need, um, time, activities, all of those things suddenly uh, were putting that drain onto their adult married kids who were raising their own kids and always very critical and unyielding in being able to compromise and say, I'll come to you. It's always like, you must come to me. You don't come to me enough. You don't come to me in the right ways. And you're not filling all the needs that I have. And that's not really um, sustainable. And so the more this grieving parent uh, wanted to require from their adult children and guilt them for not showing up enough for, for them, the more the children wanted to stay away and run their own lives and not bend over backwards to try to meet those needs because no matter how much they offered and how much they showed up, it was, it was never enough. It was never met with gratitude. It was never satisfying. And that also is a missed opportunity. And just a couple of things could really change it. Thank you so much for coming. I love to see you. It's always so good when I get to be with you. I'm happy to come to you. I want to be involved in your life, and I will make the effort to show up where you are because I recognize you are in the thick of commitments, and I have some flexibility. Like Just a little bit of shift like that, and everybody would say, like, I want to be there. I want to be there. I want to be with you. I want you to be with me. I want you in my life. But when we're a wet blanket, <laughs> nobody wants... Nobody wants that. As much as we love each other, we just avoid it because it's unpleasant. So these are two examples of what not to do. Mm -hmm. And you might, you know, if you're a grandparent and you have older kids that are married, you might be listening to this story from one side. And if you are, you know, the, the parent that has younger kids and you're interacting with your retired parents or your widowed parents, you might be listening to it from another perspective. But either way, the principle holds true that, that, um, that we're going to talk about, which is the need to continue to develop and grow ourselves 
as individuals well into adulthood, ideally all the way through life. And today, the main thing that we want to share with you is this quote from that I shared at the very beginning by Julie Bogart. And this comes from her book, The Brave Learner. And we've been a big fan of Julie for a long time. And uh, we're grateful to, to be acquainted with her. And so it's long. So I'm just going to, Emily and I are going to tag team and read it together. So I'll read the first bit. Children know the day will come when it's up to them to live alone and pay the bills. What they also know is that their independence can mean all kinds of delicious opportunities for adventure. Or not. You're their chief role model for adulthood. When they look at you, what do they see? Do they see an adult who makes adulthood look awesome? Or do they see adulthood as a painful sacrifice filled with endless responsibilities and little pleasure? Because our kids are with us all the time, how we live our adult lives is even more critical to how they envision their futures. Do you relish your adult life or is it on hold until your kids are grown? Are you stretching yourself to have new experiences, learning for its own sake, talking about books and movies, exploring new places without your kids? If you have a paying job, do you share about it with pride or complain about it as tedious and stressful? Some kids resist growing up simply because adulthood on display holds no magic for them, only weary responsibility. One important part of parenting, then, needs to be your ongoing self-education that maximizes the opportunities and privileges of being an adult. Make adulthood look awesome and watch your children aspire to great things. In fact, your strongest gift to your teens is taking real pleasure in your skills, talents, and opportunities, not theirs. Again, Julie Bogart, Brave Learner. from The Brave Learner. I have seen people come to tears in reading this quote and realizing, wait a minute, I've been sacrificing so much, thinking that I was sacrificing for them and living this like hard, unenjoyable, tedious life because I think the reward is that these people I love so much are going to receive a benefit and without realizing the whole time you're showing them, wow, being an adult looks like a real drag. It looks terrible. Like it looks miserable and I don't really want to do it. Whereas if you could then say, I'm going to show my kids what it looks like to pursue a life filled with things that you find meaningful, worth overcoming obstacles for, aligned with your values, I even believe you could be in exactly the same position. You could have exactly the same job and just change your perspective and say like, I'm so grateful I get to learn these new things or I get to work with these people or like, hey kids, come to work or help me on a project or whatever and and including them and showing them what's cool about it or what you're working on and how you are growing. Then they're like, oh, it sounds kind of, cool to do that stuff. Maybe I don't want to do the same thing, but I want to love what I'm doing. I think I was listening to, of all things, like a plant-based food podcast. Surprise, surprise. And, um, and they were interviewing Richard Marks. And one of the things that he said is Richard that, Marks, the 1980s pop star. Yes. Okay. If you don't know who that is, you probably have really good knees. So, Anyway, because you're probably so young. Oh, okay. I was like, I don't understand what that means, but okay. Um, but anyway, this pop star, his, he, he had the 
the great luxury in life of being raised by um, parents who loved each other and enjoyed what they were doing. And his dad was a jingle writer. And every day he was so excited to go to work because he loved his work. And that really rubbed off on Richard. He said, I don't know what I'm going to do when I grow up, but whatever I do, I hope I love it as much as my dad loves the work that he does. And so he knew, like, he tried a variety of different things, and he ended up becoming a rock star, which he really enjoys. Sounds fun. Sounds fun. Um, but just that he he knew that it could be a real source of pleasure and satisfaction because he'd seen his father find pleasure and satisfaction in his work. Well, and I also want to draw out this thing that you were saying before we hit record, which is at the very end of this quote, and we'll... We'll copy paste the quote in the in the show notes and all that. So if you want to actually get it, it's, you can see it in the it's worth keeping on hand. Yeah. The very last paragraph it says, "Make adulthood look awesome and watch your children aspire to great things." And you were making the point that it's not about trying to present adulthood as something that it's not. It's not about projecting the appearance of something that is fun and awesome, but it's actually making it be like genuinely let it be awesome in your own life you want to talk some more about that well i just think yeah it cannot be a facade it cannot be merely appearances nobody in the world is better at sniffing out hypocrisy than kids <laughs> they know when young we're, and old yeah they know when we're faking it so the the idea is to genuinely be pursuing this self-education, whether it's through experiences or whatever it might be, travel, study, um, things like that, to genuinely be pursuing things that you actually enjoy or find meaningful, or like I said before, worth overcoming the obstacles for. And then they say, oh, okay, like they're not, my parents are not just telling me to pursue my dreams. My parents are not just telling me, well, you can do anything. Or maybe my parents are not telling me you can't do things. This is just how life is. Get used to it. My parents are showing me that I can decide what's important and I can pursue it and I can persist and there will be obstacles and some days will be encouraging and some days will be discouraging. But if I stick with it, I will, you know, have the satisfaction of becoming more or being engaged and enthusiastic in life or being optimistic or recognizing that I actually have so much control in my own life about how I spend my time and where I put my attention and that, and wherever I am today, I can keep getting better. That's pretty exciting because kids you know, whether they don't think they're very great or they think they're pretty awesome, the idea that we can keep growing, that makes adulthood look awesome. So the first return in double return parenting when you do this is you get to live an awesome life that you genuinely enjoy, that fills you up, that gives you energy, that makes you feel happier, more optimistic, more positive. That's the first return. And the second return is that you are modeling whether you realize it or not, you are modeling for your kids how to do it themselves. And they're going to realize, oh, that looks pretty amazing. I want to get in on that. And they're automatically going to start making decisions and have 
make choices and behave in a way that's going to make their lives awesome as well. So you get the first return, they get the second return, everybody wins. I'd like to leave you with this one question. What would make adulting awesome for you? Thanks for listening. What could go right? Hey there, it's Eric. If you haven't already, you should really go sign up for one of our free discovery calls. Have you ever asked the question, what if, or wouldn't it be cool if? If you're like me and a lot of people, you answer that question, but kind of in a limited way. You don't really let yourself go there. And so what I'd love to do is get on a call with you and help you get past some of your limiting thoughts, limiting beliefs, and answer that question as boldly and beautifully as your imagination will allow. They're fun, they're free, they're painless. All you gotta do is go to theawesomefactory.nyc forward slash discovery, pick a time slot that works with you, and we'll spend a few minutes and help you go to an amazing place and help you discover what's possible in your life.